I love and respect myself so much that I would not put, if I have 30 years rest of life, I would not waste it in that way anymore. And there's nothing to prove if they tell me, how could you or you need to? No, there's no need to anything. The world will continue without us anyways. So there's no point in living in conditional love and fear for the rest of my days, but to really love life and to enjoy it to the last day. In doing that, I'm in a honeymoon with myself. Yes, there will be bad days, there will be good days, but I'm in good hands. Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting-edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. All right, wow. My, uh, my brother from, from the, from the uh, what, what was it, Jose, what was it, the, the Sandman? Yes, it's the, the Sandman stories from Neil Gilman. So I, I love when they, there's a part of the tavern when people come, Sandman and other characters, they meet every hundred years. So I always very happy when we get together every year <laughs> in September to talk. <laughs> so every year, Jose and I get together. We, we get together here on the show and everybody can listen to it because Jose is one of my, one of the most inspiring um, loving people that I that I know, so uh, this is um, so we're gonna. This is our tradition here, but let let me just introduce Jose here for those of you who don't know him. Don Jose Ruiz is a Toltec master of transformation and modern day shaman. He is a direct descendant of the Toltecs of the Eagle Knight lineage and is the son of Don Miguel Ruiz, the author of the Four Agreements. And Ho- Jose is also the author of the Fifth Agreement. Ripples of Wisdom and my good friend, the Rattlesnake. And along with his family, he teaches workshops and offers transformational journeys around the world. And Jose, it is an honor to be with you, my friend. Oh, always an honor, brother. Always, always, a, always an honor. <laughs> oh, it, it, it so is. Um, Jose, you know, we were talking before we started recording here about it. For those of you who haven't been to Jose's Instagram page, he has these beautiful, beautiful drawings and illustrations and poems. Um, Jose, maybe talk about what you create on your page that you know people can hopefully go check out. Oh, thank you for uh, liking the. Uh, I I love to get the image with my camera eye, so sometimes I see a symbol, and that was how I was trained also to see symbols and to see story behind the symbols. I know everywhere there's a story. Even if you see a tree, there's something in the tree in art form of naturally being done like with um, with nature, like even animals carving, but you can see something that speaks to you. And I like to go around everywhere that I go, world or parts, and I take little pictures, but uh, I do poetry as well. But sometimes when I take pictures that the poet comes out or sometimes I write a poem and I see the picture. So it's been very beautiful to get the experience of technology because I, it's art that is inside of all of us, but the technology is making a, a beautiful way for artists who maybe not have skills to draw or paint with oils, but, uh, but still the something inside of them can come out. So that proves that everyone's an artist, you know? And, and one time I was talking to my friend who's also a painter, he says, you know, uh, what's happening right now is that, you know, we learn how to paint the skills, but that was before, you know, something that happened in the old times that it got, it is getting better with time, with time, with time. And now we can see 
the AIs or the the, 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 the rapid design in the computers or phone where it's very advanced. And he said, you know, it's not that they're doing the art for you. It's another extension of the artist. So that proves that everyone can do art because sometimes people say, I cannot do art, I cannot paint. But you know, it's because someone tell them how it is done. But the moment that you express something inside of you and figure out how to come out, you know, the humans are creating this technology that's amazing. Mm. But uh, at the same time, you know, the one who's doing the art is the soul. It's not the machines. So the machines become being an instrument as well. And, uh, and it's beautiful to embrace the future instead of judging it because that's how, you know, artists separate each other. And the beautiful thing that, you know, we can express from our heart. So in the Instagram, I have the opportunity to just make poetry and, and put out the art. And I'm so happy to get to do that. It, it makes you happy. Like it, it, you just you just enjoy the process of whether it's using the digital technology or the poetry. Um, it's something that, that you find ve- that makes you really happy. Yes, and, and this is what I love about the Toltec work we do because Toltec, it means artist of the spirit. So everything is our art. Everything we do in life is an art. So this, this is the most beautiful thing that when we do a song, when we do a book, it may seem that it's for other people, but it's for us. And when we do it for us, it's like putting water in our own cup and it begins to spill instead of creating art for somebody else and sacrificing our artistic way. That would not make us happy. So. In the Totec uh, tradition, I was trained to make myself happy that the art is for me, to, that I don't need validation from the outside. And when I feel content, that is the, the beautiful sensation. So I get to do this now with with, uh, with, with uh, paintings or pictures. And it's just amazing how, how we can express the art that we create. It's beautiful. You know, there is one poem in particular that you wrote that I, I'm just going to read it and maybe you can speak to a little bit of it. Because it's this this idea that I've been thinking a lot about recently, Jose, is this undoing, not not so much the doing, but the undoing. And you wrote, you told this beautiful poem. I'm just going to read it here. And again, anybody can go on to Jose's Instagram page and you can read all these and you can see his beautiful paintings um, and his beautiful artwork. So this is this is what this is what you wrote. It says the jaguar learned from the deer who manifested the power of sun and begun dancing in the fire, inspiring a lesson to the jaguar to be in its power and unlearned with its fire purifying from within, unlearning its doubts to live in its power and live without doubt that it's here to remove any illusion from its path. Then the deer and the jaguar danced freely inside the fire of the divine symbols of a vision to two humans as they dream on about to begin a journey of transformation, embracing their true power by letting go of any illusion that their life will attract as they dance freely in life with the vibration of honesty, loyalty, respect, and gratitude. Uh, Maybe just speak about this 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 concept of the unlearning and what that and what that all means for the yeah. in, in this case for the jaguar and the deer. Well, the, the beautiful thing is that Totec tradition, there's nothing to learn but to unlearn, and and unlearn what takes our inspiration away. As an artist, when you remove what uninspires you, you're free personally to create whatever inspires you to fulfill yourself. So. 
there was a moment that the Jaguar was judging itself, you know, uh, putting itself down. They uh, used their abilities of their power, but it was used against itself. So the deer begin representing the freeness and beauty of life, reflecting that no matter if you're a predator, a hunter, you know, we are come from the same source. So the deer has the energy of this calmness, it's beautiful, you know, it's, it's a prey, but at the same time, the, the predator is the jaguar, and uh, it's also beautiful. So when we begin noticing that, because it's nothing to do with the animals, it has to do with the metaphor of using our vibration of ourselves. We are praying, we're a predator as well. And the moment that we can balance that in our life, we can have respect for mother nature. And respect for mother nature is nothing about greed, nothing about selfishness, but it's about survival mode. And it's about being beautiful. And the beautiful that I talk about is not in the outside, but it's in the within to embrace your inner nature. Because when you begin embracing your inner nature, there's nothing to prove to yourself that you're doing it right, you're doing it wrong. And if you live by this way, you're not looking for the permission for the outside to give you, to validate you, because all of that is playing with guilt and shame and judgment. So when the Jaguar begins not playing anymore on learning to play with guilt, shame, and judgment, it becomes free with the jack, with, with the deer, to dance the dance of life. And two beings have a, 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 a mission in life. They have a purpose to life, but at the same time, the main purpose is to enjoy the life itself, to enjoy. So we all have gifts. And one of the powerful things of this poem is to show humans that we also have gifts and to not use our gift against us, but to enjoy the dance of life. And when we enjoy the dance of life, we're moving. You know, like my friend says, you know, we're, we're dancing like no one's watching. I love mm. when she said that. And uh, because that's the way of living life. We live life with out the care of no one's watching us like a bird that sings without you know being judged so in that moment imagine if you're the jaguar in your own mind and the jaguar is just a symbol a metaphor of the power of your belief now with the power of your belief you get to choose what kind of dreamer you are and to not disrespect the animal that you are as well because at the end of the day we humans are also animals but we are the animals who can shape chip into any power animal to get inspired. And that's why in this poem, I saw myself as the deer and as the jaguar, because mm. I am both elements of, of, of that uh, frequency. Mm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I mean, we don't we don't hear a lot about just joy and just the joy like that. Like I got that sense of the joy, like dancing freely and just unlearning the doubt and the fear and the worry and just putting that all aside that he learns from the deer and to be able to just embrace that joy. It was interesting. Um, um, Jose, we talked about um, Jorge Luis Delgado, who's on the show recently, a good friend of your father's, the Inca shaman. And he just and he talked about the Inca heart and this idea of just being happy for no reason. Just that that heart, that inner son. Um, maybe just speak to the power of joy, Jose, um, that I feel like is maybe as little children we prioritize, maybe as animals we prioritize. But as adults, we don't prioritize our joy as much as we did, you know, when we were little kids and we wanted to play outside all night and day and maybe just speak to 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 this joy. Yes, and this is the thing, you know, when we're young, we're just happily happy with no reason at all. But then we get domesticated, we program, 
and in the path of spirituality is taken because one doesn't want to live in suffering anymore and wants to wake up. But the problem it is because we're addicted to suffering, we convert shamanism or any other tradition with addiction of suffering. We see it with suffering that there's always something to heal, always something to process. You know, we wake up and then we go right again to our old story. And then not only that, we're playing doctors uh, when we're patients in the hospital with other people thinking they were healing them. And it's because of the addiction of suffering. And, you know, it's all levels of awareness. Like I remember having these levels of awareness. Like uh, I was in a darkened time in my teenage years, in my early 20s. So my father and my other teachers gave me stories. And this is the Chaman titles, the Nagua titles, the Swami titles, and everything that I did to get those that point. But in that moment, if I was still addicted to suffering, I will hold on to those titles. I will think that that is the reality of my path, that I need to sacrifice and be service and then later become a statue when I die. And it just seems so ridiculous to me right now because all of that teaching, I embrace the shaman, the Inca, the, the Hindu, and, and this is the, 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 the gifts that the, my teachers gave to me. But at one point, I realized that I was still in the addiction of suffering because I was making everything serious, everything purposely, you know? I said to, in honor to, in have honor to my teachers, I have to return those teachings to them. Why? Because it comes from their lands, it comes from their traditions, and I was just a foreigner that came in, they gave me this so I can find myself again. Now, I don't mean to disrespect them because it's not the point, I'm respecting them, because in that moment, I returned with joy to when I lost my joy when I was a kid, but now I have knowledge. I'm not that innocent anymore because, you know, I have no suffering now. But I begin healing myself from my own suffering. And in this point, I can see the new path of spirituality is not to focus on wounds and healing wounds that are already healed, but to walk a path where you're wounded. You take the words, you take the teachings, you learn from it, but when you feel complete, to not abuse that. Because let's say if you're healed and you continue taking the medicine that makes you heal, but if you begin taking it after you're healed, it's going to make you sick. And in the spiritual tradition, it becomes obsession, fanatism. And the fanatism, it is what disrespects the spirituality because it's still addicted to suffering. And I see many times in my life where many people wanted to go to the hospital of spirituality, but instead of being the patient, they wanted to become the doctor because that way they would prove to themselves that, you know, of what life teach them to be. But when you are honest with you, you take your medicine as you need it. There is no ego, there's no guilt and shame. You need the medicine, but after you take it, it's not about staying in a monastery, staying in an ashram, sacrificing the rest of your life, you know, for dogma, because many people say that they're not practicing religion anymore in shamanism, but they're turning shamanism into a religion. That's why it's so important to find the joy, because when you find the joy, you take out the dogma of spirituality and you let your spirit free because your spirit now is healed. And this is where I, spirituality became being corrupted because they started healing when there was no healing at all because it's an island of safety and a character that's playing the shaman, that's playing the swami. So in that moment of my life, I really decided that I returned the teachings to my elders, but now I have the gift of saying them thank you by living my life with joy and happiness and I say, I will finish the rest of my soup in peace. And the rest of my soup is the rest of my life. Because after having many experiences 
many suffering. I know that they will still come, but now I can look at them differently than before I begin this walk of path. Now I know exactly how I dream. And when people realize how they dream and they get self-responsibility, this is true shamanism because you're one with the infinite. And the infinite, there is no words, there is no belief system, it's just life itself. So now we imagine life itself within itself dreaming. Mm. Doesn't believe the words, doesn't believe anything, but it embraces it, it's part of it. But it cannot be manipulated anymore with guilt and shame and the addiction of suffering really ends. It doesn't mean that we're not gonna feel pain anymore. It's that we're not gonna use the painful moments of life to hurt ourselves anymore, but it's gonna build us. So um, I, I say to my dad one time, it's a strange that I like to be judged. And he goes, why? I like to feel like taking it personally, but not believing it. But in doing that, I create new medicine, new stories, new metaphors, new poetry. And, and that what I create is so I can heal myself. And when I take it, I create new medicine and then I let it go and I continue with my joy because <laughs> it was important to be the magical deer in your life. And when you're the magical deer of your own life, there will be envy and hatred and people judging you in order to hunt that magical deer to take its magic out, but they're not the ones who can do it. Only the magical deer belief system can take its magic away. So everything we have gone through in life, in shamanism, it leads us to the infinite in a story without words to now be at service to life itself. And this is why it's so important to follow your joy, not mm -hmm. the make-believe joy, not the expectation joy, but the real joy, the joy that makes you happy with no story at all, the moment that you can be authentic with no story at all, that you can respect all belief systems without attacking them. Beautiful, beautiful. I wanna be that magical deer. <laughs> I love it. It's such a great Art. image. Like I see it like frolicking around, like leaping in the air. I love deer, watching deer run and just, but that, that magical deer filled with joy, like you said, just like an authentic joy, not like a joy, that's brought on by expectations of other people and what we they say we should be joyful about, but like that authentic joy is, is so is so big. Yes, it's like a it's like a little puppy, you know. That sometimes the deer eyes remind me of puppy eyes. Yeah. Doesn't matter how you dress, what you think, how you live your life. It just loves you unconditionally. It looks with you with those eyes. Mm. So looking at life with those eyes as well, that loving people without caring how they dress, what they think. Just pure love. But when you are that love, you respect yourself that no one has the right to disrespect you. So any time that a puppy or a deer gets abused or jailed at or suppressed, the deer has nothing to prove, but it will not go there anymore because it's not welcome there. Mm. Because it's a trap that will take their magic away. So mm. imagine when you open your heart, how many dreams they want to take your magic away, not because they want to take their magic away, it's because they are envious of something inside of them that wish they won't have. That's why it's so important to be authentic. And what I mean by that, to tell yourself the truth, if you're suffering, you're having some blocks, voice it out loud. Don't hide behind it. Don't let ego, you know, stop you from being authentic because that's what happens. Personal importance happens. Mm, mm, that's that's so big. That's yeah, to be to have that authenticity about whether you're feeling the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. That's, that's, yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And it does seem, I know it does seem like it's so much easier to just 
you know, just sort of brush it, brush it away, brush it under the rug, hide it. But as you see, Jose, the the path to to real healing, it seems as though is to embrace embrace that authenticity of what we're truly, truly feeling. Yes, because in spirituality we go because we want healing, not because we want sanctuary. Beautiful. That's that's huge, huge distinction right there. That's that's well said. So anybody that is stuck as you say, with this addiction to suffering that's that's listening right now, is addicted to suffering, caught up in a cycle of suffering, just, you know, continual. What is the first step to to get out of that cycle? Self-honesty. It's like you say, I have a cold. I have a cold. I'm not going to pretend I don't have a cold when, you know, the liquid's coming out of my nose and, you know, <laughs> and I'm coughing, you know, if you have a cold, you have a cold. Honesty. And if you're in a heartbreak, I'm in a heartbreak. Just that honesty and and the people who support you will understand what you're going through. But it's better to be in honesty than pretend. Many people pretend they don't want to look weak or whatever. They want to like to be an image crumble. But when you don't care about what people look at you, you just care for the truth. Honesty is the first self-realization to mastering awareness. And when we master awareness, we get tools, not because we're learning to pass a test or something or to be good in a different, you know, society or religion or path. We just go for it to really hear ourselves speaking. And when we say the truth, we can identify all the lies. So like my my teachers, Doña Barbara and, and Don Miguel, talk about in order to first know what love is, you first have to know what love is not. So... First, of feeling, say, what is making me sick? To, to be healed, what is making me sick? What stories, what pretending, what words are making me? And in order to, when we get that epiphany, then to ask for help. And, you know, I believe in modern medicine and spirituality equally. And uh, if you have emotional, you know, mental problems, go with professionals, you know, someone who knows that human mind not someone who give you placebo or energy or, or fire cleansing or whatever, because that's just placebo to make you believe in you. But when you begin having, like, let's say, have a mental problem, I go with professionals who study that human mind because, you know, it's not superstition anymore. They actually science good. So in this moment, don't be afraid to ask for help. If you have suicide, you know, thoughts, don't be afraid to ask for help. If you have heartbreak, if you cannot deal with a separation of relationship, there's people who will help you who have mastered these parts of your life. And, but at the moment, they were not the one who's going to enable you to do that. No, they're going to reflect something to you so you can have work to do in your own home. It's like going to a, 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 a store where you find all the tools to fix your house. You know, you go to these people to give you tools, medicine or, or inner work, you know to go to your house to do this stuff. And when one hears it, he says, oh, no, I don't want this because there's nothing wrong with me. You know, when you accept that there's something wrong, when you're heartbreak, you don't care to be right or wrong. You want to get out of that suffering. So that's the first step to, to voice it out. And when we begin voicing it out, something magical begins happening. We begin applying, you know, those teachings. We begin applying that medicine and we begin working in our own home. And when we begin the action, we will have a result. But if we're just pretending to be sick, 
or 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 pretending not to heal ourselves, you know, like or like sometimes people read a book and they get so inspired instead of changing themselves, they want to change others, and that's when dogma and the corruption of spirituality begins. That's all. It's honesty. Over the you know maybe over the last month or so, you know, what's something that's really inspired you? That maybe maybe whether it was artwork, whether it was a place, whether it was a song, um, is there is there are there a few things that really have inspired you over the past I don't know few months or even the past year? Well, something big that inspired me, my heart, that brought me back to the center of my heart, was a respectful divorce based on true unconditional love. Mm. That opened my heart that I realized that I was using love against myself for all the years. That when you really love somebody, it's like loving life to set it free because it only has one life. And to not disrespect myself in order to fear to be alone or to be, you know, that love of the separation, to love somebody so much, for them to be happy to walk a path and to hold my greediness or temptation, don't leave me or stuff like that, no to have respect for life, that everything that is born dies, but you don't stop enjoying it or create resentment for it. You can just let life go. And in beautiful ways, the love only becomes even stronger and bigger. It changed, but it's bigger. So in that moment, when I begin seeing that, it may seem that I'm divorcing another person or separating that we separated. No, but in that moment, when me and my partner separated, I divorced that part of myself of belief system that opened up many awarenesses that I was holding on to something in an island of safety. No matter what awareness I had, I was still using the words and the awareness to the addiction of suffering that I needed to heal and heal and heal. And that is what we were talking earlier. Joy came into my life when I let that dream go, that I deserve to respect the love of my life, that I'm married to the love of my life, that I'm married to the divine and always have. But when we begin living this way, we attract people that live the same way. I'm not talking about partners, I'm talking about friendship, about family, because like my teachers also said to me, because they were so amazing when, when I was going through all this year, uh, my two teachers that are still here with us, you know, male and female, they begin teaching me and in guiding me through this, this, this new path that I'm taking. But it, it is so beautiful when they say to me, you know, be careful, the people that you will meet now, the relationship that you will enter now. And this is like based on their book, Eros, um, but they said, because the moment that you see somebody, look how they dream, what level of happiness or suffering, heaven or hell they are in, because that's the world you're going to enter. So now with the self-respect that I have for myself, I'm not in a rush to enter a relationship because I'm content with my relationship. And now I can see the action reaction if I enter this world and this world and this world, what level of happiness or heaven they're in, because I love and respect myself so much that I would mm. not put if I have 30 years rest of life, I would not waste it in that way anymore. And there's nothing to prove. If they tell me, how could you or you need to? No, there's no need to anything. The world will continue without us anyways. So there's no point in living in conditional love and fear for the rest of my days, but to really love life and to enjoy it to the last day. In doing that, I'm in a honeymoon with myself. Yes, there will be bad days, there will be good days, but I'm in good hands. Mm. Absolutely. And you got your beautiful puppy there too, right? <laughs> he's, always, he's right now looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, don't forget about me. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, 
even even a puppy, if you don't love yourself, if you hate yourself, if you're dramatic, the puppy will get away from you. Right, right. So my puppy has been a beautiful vibration of my own energy to tame it. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's a good reflection, the puppy. I always return to the puppy love. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so nice. I love I love those pictures that you you've posted of you and your puppy. Ho- Jose, what what are you what are you working on these days? What's what's got you in terms of ins- inspiration that way? Are you working on anything right now? Do you have any workshops? What are you what are you up to these days? Well, we just finished in, in October third, the new book, the Chaman's Path, Path to Freedom comes out. So that was working on this last year. And we just finished with my good friend, Aaron, and my father. We just finished a course of the fifth agreement that now it's in the editing process. It will be a present for the ability for people for next year. So that's that that's getting done right now. And we're working on some, something personal. And I'm loving something that I will do next year, something that's always been in my heart. So this year, uh, when I felt this epiphany that we just talked about, I decided to let go of the character Don Jose um, because it served my purpose, you know? And, and I I cannot, like, let's say if I'm vegan, I cannot serve meat in my restaurant. If I don't drink alcohol, I cannot own a bar. So in that moment now in, in shamanism, I can no longer um, create a community because I see what it does. Um, sometimes personal important gets in and, and our religion gets created. So in that moment, I said, okay, my, my days in my heart are done reflecting one-on-one like I used to, thinking that I'm, you know, a Mother Teresa or something, you know, in that, because that was a hope that I wake up and go, that's not the dream, you know, that's not the dream that my ancestors created for, it's just a trap. So now I'm going for entertainment. I, 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 I'm, I'm project, I'm putting in my, in the seat, in the intent that's already begin working on, that's going to be a theater of awareness. It's going to be a one man show one person show and uh it's gonna be with a storytelling there's a lot of storytelling but i'm going in that direction of delivering of awareness because this way um i don't have to be someone's personal teacher or guide i will share stories share stories because that's my mastery so people can guide themselves without taking the chaman path or the swami path or the spiritual path just to get it into the arts mm-hmm. and that's the next experience that I want to experience. Not because I have to, it's because I want to experience that. Mm. So that's in my future. Do you think you would tour, like do a tour all around? Oh, yes. All around the country, with the world? Yeah. yeah. I, I love mixing music and, 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 and my path of, 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 of what I come from together. And that opens my heart. So yes, definitely a tour will be arranged in, in little venues. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love to see like, you know, those rock, those rock concert um, tour dates, like all over the, like on the back, like, like Led Zeppelin or whatever, or Metallica, we could have, you could have like a tour date. I would love you to come to Massachusetts too. So we can hang out a little bit and then we can, oh, uh, yes. we can... And, and, and just there in November last year. I know. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. yeah I know. I didn't get to see you, but uh, it'll, it'll time, happen. Next time we'll make it happen. Yes. We will. Totally, we'll totally make it happen. But so, so, so the book though, the book on is is coming out. Did you say it's coming out in October? Yes, October third. The the, the oh, like right, like next week or this like it's finally get released and, and it's and it's part of oh beautiful of my personal path of freedom and some personal stories of things that that, that went through. So it's a very personal book for me that I am very happy to share with the with the with with the readers. 
Okay, we'll, 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 we'll put that in the show notes so we can link up to that. And then also whenever you're ready to do your tour dates, we can, uh, you know, we'll promote that as well. Or we could, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do to get the word out, we'll, we'll do it. So, all right. Well, Jose, listen, it's such a treat. I, I kind of don't want to let you go. I want to just keep you here. But, uh, but I know I got to let you go and do your thing. But uh, it's always so nice to see you, my friend. Oh, Drew, it's always a pleasure. And, and, I, and, and I know we'll be another podcast in one year, but hopefully we get to <laughs> Massachusetts and cut bread and, and talk and maybe see a show. I would love it. I would love it. I would love to see you, see you very soon. Thank you for the invitation again. <laughs> oh, it's an honor. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone.